Welcome to episode 293 of the Drunkcasters Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey there, Tyler. I am extra tired for today. <laughs> but understandable. That's very understandable. End of another busy work week, doing a whole bunch of paperwork, all that other stuff, but we are recording on a special kind of day, aren't we? You know? It's yes, kind we of- are. We are actually recording on a Friday night as opposed to what we do for Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know, it just feels like that type of a night and stuff where some, anything could happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've watched, we watched two episodes of Pokemon together, so uh, that's up there. I didn't see that happening today, um, so I agree with you on that one. Um, yeah, uh, we're recording on a, on a weird night, uh... Yeah, I have a uh, birthday gathering I have to go to tomorrow, um, where we will consume adult beverages, um, as the kids say nowadays. Uh, the adult beverages. Going... Yes, the adult <laughs> beverages. Uh, Surge is going to be one of them, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to consume masses and masses of Surge. No, we're we're going we're going to Oktoberfest tomorrow. There you go. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the reason why we're recording a day early, um, but. You know, yeah, like, like you, very tired. Uh, I, you know, it's about it, it's about ten thirty right now, um, my time, eight thirty yeah. your time, and I'm just like, I don't, like, I, I, I usually on Friday nights, you know, I go out every now and again, but for the most part, I, I, I still like to like, I still kind of on my work hours, like sleeping schedule. Oh yeah, to a certain extent, like I'll stay up like, I'm usually sleep, I'm usually sleep by ten thirty on uh, on Friday night. I won't lie, I won't lie. Occasionally, I'll get up to like eleven or so. I'm, you know, I'm not crazy. I'm getting old. You know, I'm almost thirty. Uh, but you know, it's ten thirty. We're just now starting the podcast. So let's this this is gonna be interesting to see if uh, what's gonna if we'll finish the show first or if Tyler falls asleep first. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Get, get, you know, did you have a, did you have yourself a fun week there, Gables? Oh yeah, actually, I managed to do a couple of interesting things, gaming related wise. That, uh, well, that actually was kind of surprised me to a certain extent. But uh, I'll say a little bit more from what we've been playing and stuff. But uh, okay. how have you been, Tyler? Uh, doing okay, much like you. Um, kind of a busy work week. Uh, you know, I always talk about my work. We have the kind of the slow season and the busy season. Um, I, I refer to uh, this this week we just finished as our preseason. Uh, and then next week is like busy season is like starts. So, um, is it's exciting. Uh, no, it's not, it's not exciting at all. Uh, it's going to be nine months of hell is what it's going to be. Um, it's, it's the closest thing I'll ever to ever be to being probably, probably in pregnancy, like <laughs> actually carrying the child itself. That's the closest thing I can think to it of as that, of as, um, of that as. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Doing okay otherwise, though. Uh, much like you, playing a lot of games. A lot of games coming out soon, and a lot of games I still have yet to finish that I need to get back to and hurry up and finish. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I'm feared that I won't otherwise. Um, but before we get into some, to what we've been playing, uh, let's jump into some more topics. Okay. Um, not a lot this week. Kind of a light week. Uh, so we're going to have a little more carryover some stuff last week. Uh, some I actually want to talk about last week that we didn't get a chance to. Um, but last week, uh, about, I think it was last Tuesday or Wednesday, um, Nintendo online services officially launched. I think it was the 18th. Um, so we both, we both got it. Uh, uh, I think we both signed up for the free one week free trial. I went ahead, I had some Best Buy bucks and went ahead and just bought bought a year of it for nothing basically. And, um, so I have it for a year, but you know, it's been out for a week and a half now, almost two weeks. Uh, what I, I'm, what are our initial thoughts of as what it is as of right now? Do you, is this thing? I'm curious. Are, are you are you happy about what you, you know? I think what you said. You think you told me off off the podcast last week about three months, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did get three months. Okay, so are you 
is this thing like wowing you? Are you like I know it's like what I think it's eight bucks for for three months. Yeah, it was like around seven ninety nine for three months, and then you have like a like three ninety nine I think for a month, and yeah. the whole year is twenty dollars. Obviously, so it just it's those increments of like free, but uh, yeah, from what I've experienced so far with the Nintendo Online service, I have not tried any games like online in terms of comp- like competitive multiplayer or anything else of that sort. I have played mostly Nintendo like entertainment system games that were on there from uh, Mario Brothers to trying out the non like the non good games, you know, like say the tennis, the baseball, the ice climbers, stuff like that. Then uh tried out a bit of Tecmo Bowl because well that's starting to become a NFL game I actually like to get into <laughs> a bit. But uh the streaming things of the uh the whole NES stuff online for Nintendo Online stuff is not bad at the moment in time. I didn't notice any type of delays or any lag or anything. But as a whole package right now, it just feels empty. It's empty to me because the only reason why I'm paying for this stuff right now is basically to play games I already have. Because <laughs> yeah. I yeah. hardly use the online multiplayer stuff. And I just basically like paid eight dollars for three months of access to fucking old nes games some of which i already have some of which i've never even played before so it's like okay well at least eight bucks is worth that (laughs) it could be better that's what i'm thinking yeah um i am i think i'm with you on that um you know i I signed up for the week trial and it was just kind of like i pressed the button and it was like oh it's on now like there was like, and there was nothing. There wasn't a message. There wasn't anything that like, oh, like thank you for signing up. Oh, hey, here's all the things you get with the service. It was just like, click the button, I signed up for it. Now nah, you got it now. Like, oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. The one thing I don't yeah. like about it so far, it's like you have to play an NES game like once a week in order to keep on having that damn thing active. You know, yeah. because it, it, it basically goes for every time you power on that app for the Nintendo Entertainment System stuff, it basically checks to see if you're actually qualified to actually play it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. well, let's see if you missed a week. Mm, not this time. Yeah, and you're, you're safe for now. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's underwhelming. Yes. I guess. Like, there's nothing, like, I don't know why I expected more because we knew what it was going into it, so it's kind of weird to be upset about it and I have to sneeze so I might sneeze abruptly here anytime anytime soon so I apologize for that mm-hmm. uh, but um, yeah it's just we, like I said you signed up for it you got it and it's just like I oh, got it it's <laughs> like hey it's like eh, AIDS you got it Nintendo <laughs> Online Services you got it uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know why God. I compared that to AIDS but it's, I don't know why that, that, that's just what popped my head um, yeah but yeah it's just Really, you think about it. What what is the benefits of it? It's really the NES stuff. I dicked around to the first couple of nights it was out. I mean, I think it came out like late Tuesday, and I played NES games. Like I played four or five games for like an hour, uh, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm like, I own these games on the Wii, and I own them again on the most most of these on the Wii U, and I barely played them on there. So I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm not. I understand there's probably people that are like, oh, this is cool. Like the net, the Netflix style thing sounds cool, but it's just like when you have it, and you have these games now. It's like I think we want the games more than we want to play them. Yeah, kind of that's it's like a, that's pretty it, much how it is, really. Especially yeah, you collecting just, stuff as well. Yeah, it's like you just want access to them more than you actually want them. Um, but it's nice. I guess it's on one hand, it's nice to have. Like, much like you, I don't do the online stuff as much, especially on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, so I guess it, it's kind of convenient. So when I do abruptly want to play a game online, or when, especially when uh, Smash comes out, I'm going to be playing some online with that. Like, I don't have to worry about being uh, paying for a thing or anything like that. I, uh-huh. I have it. It's there. You know, and the price point, it's 20 bucks. It's hard to bitch about. Um, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. Just much like we talked about with the, with the direct a couple weeks ago, it's just yeah, I'm just coming away from like it's a thing that's there. And like hey, it's free now. It's not, and you get some NES <laughs> stuff on if you if you care about that. Uh, so yeah, um, 
I, I guess we'll hopefully things will, you know, we'll get some more here maybe early next year, like January when they do the next big direct or something. But as of right now, I'm I'm, I'm not thrilled about it. Right. Um, yeah. So let's move on to our next topic here. So actual some actual news going on. Uh, this was a big ordeal around E3 time uh, with Fortnite. Uh, when Fortnite came out for the Switch, people realize you know they try they try to log in with their with their uh, Epic account. Uh, Epic makes Fortnite or um, uh, made Fortnite, and um, they um, people try signing with their accounts. Realize, oh no, you signed into the PS4 with with this account, so now your your account is locked to this to the system. But you can use it on your computer or, or your uh, iPhone, but you can't use it on the Xbox or the uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, so this was a big ordeal uh, back at E3, and the PlayStation would basically refuse to allow, not even just like letting you use your account elsewhere and like merging your accounts and cross progression, uh, but crossplay altogether. And I think I think a lot of people were just like, just let me do cross progression. Let me use my account on other consoles, which I think is fair. Um, but oddly enough, four months later, or, well, oh Jesus Christ, three months later. E3 feels like a year ago at this point. Um, but three months later, after kind of really nobody's talking about it anymore, oddly enough, uh, uh, PlayStation announced that you, you're now able to do crossplay with Fortnite, uh, Fortnite only so far, on uh, everything iOS, Mac, Android, Switch, PC, Xbox One, uh, and all those can play now on P- with PS4. It's in like a beta, which is weird since... Fortnite's already an early access game, yeah. so there's early access. There's a beta mode for the early access game, huh. um, and then uh, if you like, they made a thing. A Fortnite put on uh, put out a tweet saying that um, if you made an account on a different uh, uh, system, because because of, of that reason, could not be able to take a PlayStation or use your Epic account because it was tied to PlayStation to Xbox or Switch uh, in November, I believe. Uh, they're planning on releasing something that you can you're able to merge those accounts together and cross progression will happen. Uh, so, kind of a crazy uh, thing that happened so far. Fortnite's the only game that's going to be doing that. Right. I know a lot of game, other games have been wanting that for a while now, but uh, I don't, you know I know you don't play Fortnite, Gables, but where you know where are you on this? You think this is a cool thing to have? You think this is like is this like a one time thing because it's Fortnite and it's taking over the world? Or is this something you can see like this could this can it's the first crack in the wall breaking everything down? Well, it's a start, that's for sure. For one, <clears throat> for like a big old multiplayer games like that, there should be a universal thing where people can play a game on a system without having to worry about being locked inside of a freaking account for each individual systems, because that's that is just one of the last big hurdles like uh, for gamers right at the moment. From actually playing specific games with uh, friends on other different types of platforms and like consoles and stuff. I mean, Sony going on there and just trying to do like a beta thing for this whole thing, you know, that's a good step in the right direction. But uh, I don't really see it lasting with them for a long term because it's going to depend upon each game and how well this thing performs. Like, uh, if. I know they've already went out and said if it like dips the quality or something of people playing games on like the PS4 or something like that, they're gonna axe it like no question yeah. asked. But uh, I really am hopeful to see other types of games sort of use something similar, like for example, like games like Rocket League or something. Where I've played so many hours of Rocket League, yeah, it's not even funny on PS4, yeah. on Xbox One, on even little bits of things on Switch and stuff, where. Having like a universal account or something from there would actually be pretty decent, you know, just for that stuff. Because I have like two separate things, one on the PS4 and then one on the Switch. And then, oh, I could actually have five. I actually have three because of uh, <laughs> Xbox One as well. But uh, I would love to see like other games like Rocket League get like the cross-play support, even Minecraft to a certain extent as well, because that's pretty much like kind of well deserved at this point i mean hell microsoft allows that franchise to be on other systems like pc ps4 and uh the nintendo switch and stuff so of course why not have all the consoles you know why not sony or some try to actually go forth and evolve itself with minecraft i mean that game's not that difficult to run 
Yeah, and you can get achievements on your Switch for Xbox. <laughs> oh my god, that would be pretty funny. But, that's actually a thing that's happening. Oh, already. that's right, that's right. I think I've heard about that months ago. But, uh, you know what? I just I just love the idea that this could possibly lead to a tearing of the like tearing down of the walls or something like that, like of uh, future games actually having legitimate crossplay things where it doesn't matter if you play a game on the PS4 or on PC or something like that, you'll still have the same friends, you'll still have the same things. That's a next generation type of feel for gamers at this moment in time. I mean, hell, it's just one of those moments where if you told me this like 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't believe you because at that point you had like four separate type of communities in terms like, or even depending upon that, you know, you had Nintendo's online service with theirs, then PSN, then Xbox Live, then you had the PC community doing whatever the hell they're doing. And uh, just having almost like a unified front for specific multiplayer games now just feels super weird, but at the same time, it uh, is very much convenient to others as well, as long as the like, uh, as long as the performance of the game itself is not like strained in any way, especially with server spaces and this and that. But uh, yeah, I think I think Sony doing this stuff is like a good step in the right direction, personally. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's and I think. You know, just like like I was saying a few months ago when this first initially happened, and I think a lot of people were, were just like, at least let me bring my account over. <laughs> I know, let, right? Like, there is no reason to lock my account on on the onto the PlayStation. It's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know if like now, like, so if I want to go on, like if I, I if I wanted to go play Fortnite on the Switch, um, if I could use my account that's tied to the PS4. On the Switch, yeah, I don't know if that because I haven't logged into it yet on the Switch, but uh, I know right now if you if you have two different accounts, you have to wait till the they make a patch or whatever they're going to do for it. Uh-huh. Remember, but I don't, I don't know if they've unlocked that yet or not um, because that's one of the reasons. Like I really like Fortnite. I got I really got hooked on Fortnite back in the the uh, springtime, and it was just kind of fun. Like ah, I got twenty minutes to kill, I'll play a game or two of Fortnite, and I, I enjoyed it. And I, I played it off and on for a few months, and then. Uh, um, you know, when the, when the whole thing happened around E3, uh, with when this, when Fortnite hit the switch, it's just like, ah, it just kind of killed my interest in the game. It's like, it, like it, it was not even really Epic's fault or Fortnite's fault. It's just kind of like PlayStation's shitty business practice. I thought, yep. um, and like I said, it was just like, just let me tie my account. Let me log into my account on a different, on a different console. It's like, I can log into the account on the PC. It's like you're just now you're just you're, you're being petty. I felt I felt like I think a lot of people felt that way. So this is one step more and one big step more than I think what most people were willing to to, to accept um, with the crossplay. I think that's great. That's only that's and it's something we talked about in the past about crossplay happening. It's like it's only like every third party developer wants that. Like that it's great for them because they no longer have to split their audience over three, four, five different devices, whether it's on a phone or it's on, uh, whether it's on iOS or Mac, or uh, not Mac, but Android, whether it's on Mac or PC, or whether it's on Xbox, Nintendo, or PlayStation. There's so many different audiences that you could, this potentially this game could be on, it's split up on. Uh, it just, like, like even, like, Call of Duty being the biggest thing in the world, uh, biggest video game franchise over the last decade or so, um, they would love that, because that's just, that game sells tens of millions of copies every year um but that'd be great for them because that just means that even more people can play together it makes it makes it it's better for games where even not so in those middle tier games there aren't like big huge um you know they're not gonna sell tens of millions of copies or they might sell a million or two copies like their their audience is no longer split over two or three different devices now they're all together mm-hmm. um i don't know i i don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon I think it's just that Fortnite is the big dog right now, um, and everybody is willing to bend over backwards for Fortnite, which I don't necessarily blame anybody for doing so, um, for doing that. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. I like much like you. I think it's a cool thing, and I, I, uh, I would. I'm not like, I'm not. I'm not. We're not online gamers, so we're not like like give us crossplay. But I, I would not be upset to find the or not find, but like for them to announce. Uh, crossplay. I think that would be. Uh, I think that'd be a really cool thing to happen in the future. 
Uh, but Gables, yes. moving on to our next topic here. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll do that one last. Well, mm. That's more of an update than it is. Uh, so this one actually just happened today, okay. um, a few hours ago. Uh, PlayStation announced that uh, they are um, there's gonna be there's gonna be no uh, PSX this year. They they ah. so uh, Layden uh, who I, I forgot his first name. I, I should have wrote that down. Uh, but uh, he's like I think the president of uh, PlayStation. But uh, he made the announcement on a podcast called the uh, PlayStation Blogcast. It's a PlayStation podcast uh, that's actually run by PlayStation. Um, so in his uh, it, this is all quotes from um, from it. But uh, for 2018, I know this is going to be a disappointment for, uh, to some people. But we decided to not hold PlayStation experience this year. PSX. Uh, we won't we won't have it in the states this year. Uh, the reason behind that um, really are we don't have and there's like a, he he kind of paused for a minute. We have a lot of progress that we're making on our games. Now that we have Spider-Man out the door, we're looking down into 2019 games like Dreams and Days Gone. But we wouldn't have enough to bring people to all together in some location uh, in North America to have an event. We don't have. We, we don't want to set expectations really high and then not deliver on that. It was really a hard decision. We have determined that this year we'll, we will not hold a PlayStation experience. Um, so, you know, I, we, we've watched them in the past. And we talked about them in the past. Um, I think we both really enjoyed PlayStation experience. Yeah. Uh, kind of a fun event. It's always happened like the Saturday morning after uh, the week, like a couple days after the games, game awards. Oh yeah. Uh, in December. Um, so, yeah, a little disappointing not having it. Uh, but it's hard to, like, I'm not really, like, it, yeah, like you said, it's disappointing not to have it. But it's hard to be upset about it. Like, the fact that he was kind of honest about it, where he said that we don't want to say expectations were too high, we don't really have the stuff to announce this uh, at this year's event, and especially after last year's event, where they basically took everything from PSX, um, like a month before PSX and they had the Paris Games Week or whatever and they took everything from there and just did an event in Paris and basically PSX was just like three guys sitting on the couch talking about uh, PlayStation yep. for an hour with a couple like game announced what was that? Medieval was announced for this year yeah it was, a, know, it was right. a teaser for Medieval it was 2018 and we've heard nothing since yep uh, there's a couple small things like The Last Guardian VR was announced there which was kind of cool. I, I you know, I, played, I talked about back back when it came out. It was a cool 15-minute tech demo, but that was it. Um, so, I, I, it's hard to be, like I said, it's hard to be mad or just, uh, you know, really upset about it. Um, with with them just being honest. What, what about you, Cables? Well, it's disappointing, yes, though. But I can understand their reasonings why they didn't want to have it for this year. For one, it's like they haven't really had too much to really update upon things since E3. And... Uh, even given the impression when they had their E3 presentation this past year, they were really just working upon like just the core elements of games just to release, not only for like this year, but also for a later half of next year. So seeing games like Dreams or like the or Days Gone or something like that at a PlayStation experience, I wasn't really going I wasn't I actually wasn't really expecting them to go forth in that way to try to uh update us in that terms i mean would i have liked information like for the small things like what's coming on to the psn or like what other types of games that they potentially may be working on yeah of course you know more gaming information for the ps4 yeah that's always good news for me but uh yeah overall and stuff i'm just kind of just uh meh on the whole thing only because we have the Game Awards stuff that happens around that time that PSX would have happened and stuff. So we are definitely going to see some more announcements and stuff from that show. So I'm not really disappointed. I'm not really disappointed in that. But uh, at the same time, it's like, yeah, it sucks that there's no PlayStation experience. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And to continue on from that, I, you know, I agree with you on that and everything, but... You know, we, we talked about last year when they did the Paris Games Week before going into PSX. It's like, how much... Like, they showed off a lot at Paris Games Week. And it's like, how, how much do they have to show at um, PSX? Like, th- they just had E3. And then in October, they had PSX or, uh, Paris Games Weeks. And then six weeks later, they're supposed to have a, have a big... Another, not huge event, but a decent event where it's more, like, focused. Like, this isn't going to be, like, huge, like, headline stuff that people outside of, like... 
the uh, the big gaming world. Like there aren't going to IGN, GameSpot, stuff like that, reading all the stuff all the day, yeah, all the time. Uh, like the, they're not going to know anything about this. They might hear that Last of Us Two was announced, like it was a few years ago. Um, but it, typically, it's just small things that are announced. But, it, but it's fun. And it's exciting. It's just like, and they they come on, they make jokes, and it's it's a fun little thing. They make inside jokes, and they'll make jokes about uh, the PS Vita and shit like that. But now the Vita is dead. It, it really, it's I mean, they've already dead, yes, this yeah. But and they've already announced that early 2019, they're no longer going to be making uh, Vitas, manufacturing Vitas, um, and they're really no longer making games for it anymore. Anyways. Uh, so you don't have that in your back pocket. Uh, the, the generation, unfortunately, is winding down. We got a couple of years left, probably. Uh, so, and look at this last E3 where I loved their their conference, but it really was. Like, and they even went into it beforehand. Like we got four games we're gonna focus on. We have a couple small stuff. Like I think Twin Mirror, the Don't Nod game, was shown off there. Resident Evil Two was announced there. Uh, There's a couple like little smaller PSVR games that were shown off there, but that was it. So, they they can't really do like it's a different thing. They just like a direct style thing where it's just like, hey, here's a forty five minute video with some stuff to show off, or twenty three minute video to show off. But to have to bring to have a big event, have a bunch of people like a bunch of fans fly to an event, like and then make this like this is a fan thing. This is an E three. This is a media thing. This is where fans pay money and travel to this place to go check out this conference and also play these games that they just showed off or announced or whatever. Uh, it, yeah, it just it and the way they kind of upset a lot of people last year, where like after they announced it and sold the place out, they changed everything on everybody. Uh, I, I think it's probably it's for the best. You know, I like PSX. It was a cool thing to, for yeah. the first two years. The third year was whatever. We didn't even talk about it because it wasn't what we were talking about um, uh, last year. And yeah, and like I said, it like the, be them being honest about it like hey we don't have the goods this year uh or the stuff that they maybe want to talk about they're not ready to talk about um they probably have the goods they something they're not ready to talk about which is fine um yeah like i said hard to be upset about i'm happy they're being honest um and you know i hope it comes back next year because uh, uh xbox is doing their xo 18 thing in mexico city yeah i think next month or november october or november yeah, that's so crazy so mexico that's city. like they're yeah, that's like their PSX, so that's going to be exciting, I think. They haven't had one since 2006. That's very um, true. Yeah, so and that was the first year that the uh, Xbox 360 was out. So um, that's I think that could be, potentially be really, cool, be really cool. So we're kind of replacing PSX with XO18 this year, potentially. Well, we don't really know really what it is, but we know it's going to be essentially a PSX. Um, moving on. And this is kind of more stuff uh, from last week. We we talked a lot about, uh, uh, or at least I kind of did, depressingly, uh, Telltale. Um, so when it happened, it's only been about twenty four hours uh, before you know before we did the podcast last week. When when it was it when it was kind of announced and a lot of stuff was up in the air. Uh, a lot of stuff has come out since then, and some things have changed. Uh, on Monday, uh, the Walking Dead, the Telltale. Twitter page though we got someone released a statement saying that there's people that are in, are curious about uh, helping out and getting uh, Walking Dead final season uh, released uh, so that so they're able to release episode excuse me three and four um, which were the last two episodes of the season season or episode two released on Tuesday uh, I get to play it yet but I um, definitely look forward to playing it uh, and there was a big backlash towards them which I understand was so uh, people were saying well. Instead of using that money to finish this game, why don't you pay your employees severance uh, instead? Uh, take care of your, your former employees that you've kicked to the curb uh, instead of finishing this game. Um, and then a lot of other news uh, came out on top of that, too, uh, where like AMC, Lionsgate, and there's a few other companies that um, were looking at investing into uh, the company or uh, helping them out. And uh, all of them pulled out very late last week wow. where the fact that on Thursday they had a, um, a meeting with all the employees. And they said on, on Thursday that things were looking really good with getting some more funding going. So it was kind of like a lot of people, I guess on the inside, a lot of the employees there, they, they make sense. I, I mean, like I said last week, uh, working at a company where it was a year and a half out, you kind of saw the writing on the wall that things weren't going well. 
but you still kind of had a hope that it was gonna, it was gonna get better. Um, and it looked like it was that same thing for a lot of people there, where a lot of employees knew it wasn't going well. They were in, they were in financial trouble, but um, they thought they would turn it around because they had turned around so many times before. But on Thursday they had a meeting uh, saying things are looking good, we should be good. And then on Friday they closed the business. Uh, so obviously uh, didn't go well. Uh, a few company, uh, like two or three companies, kind of backed out that week. And on Thursday, I believe AMC, uh, who also does the TV show, produces the TV show Walking Dead, uh, backed out on Thursday afternoon, and that was kind of the end for them. Um, and like I said last week, uh, they told the employees the employees were shocked that they're only, that they're that they're clo- essentially closing the business uh, when they were let go. Uh, they received a paper check for their final pay period and were told their uh, health insurance was covered through the end of the month uh, and to apply for uh, unemployment for the end of the day. Um, and then the initial plan, and I, I talked about this last week as well, but they kind of turned into more, where they had three hours to return and collect their belongings on Monday because on wow. Friday when they were let go, they had 30 minutes to, to, to leave the premises. So, hey, you're fired. Be out of here in less than a half an hour. Um and then they said they're going to give everybody a three-hour block where everybody can come back, grab their stuff, and get out of, get out of the, the, the building. Um, but uh, they telltale uh, the CEO, Pete Ho- uh, Holly, I believe is how you say his name. Yeah. Uh, he announced that they're going to be having a job fair at Telltale for all those employees. Um, and that he's offering LinkedIn recommendations for, anyone, for any of those employees that ask for one. Okay. Um, yeah. So, kind of a crazy week uh, for them. A lot of more news, a lot more details. I feel like there's going to be a lot more stuff that's going to come out eventually. I'm not going to talk about this every week, but it's just a lot of stuff came out. Um, like a lot of people, I, I can't wait for that story to come out. It, it might be a year from now. But when it's like the truth about Telltale, um, where they had tens of millions of dollars in financing and lost it all. Uh, but, you know... I don't really want. I don't know if I want to dig more into it. Like they're being sued right now by former employees. Uh, there's a class action lawsuit against them uh, for illegally closing the business. There is a bunch of like uh, laws in California that they basically can't do what they did, where laying people off and you get nothing. Uh, there's like I think it was like they had, they had that like pay them sixty days of severance uh, at least. Um, and there's a whole lot of details. I don't really want to get. I don't know if I want to get involved too much more into this side of things, but. I want to talk more about the the fan side of things where, um, you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts where people are in the business talking about, uh, you know, there's some people like being like, hey, I understand, like, I'm a fan of Telltale. I want to see the end of Walking Dead. But I want, you know, more importantly, I want these employees to get, you know, taken care of. Uh, And then there's people are like, people out there bitching about not getting their their final season uh, should be ashamed of themselves because... These people have got nothing, and you're mad about you don't get your video game, and blah, blah, blah. And when I initially read the tweet on Monday, um, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. We're going to see the end of this, finally. And I even talked about last week where, like, you know, like, when, like, ah, it suck, that sucks that it, it's, it's closing. But, it's like, it would have been nice to, like, this, like, the thing that made the company put it on the map, Walking Dead, could have been it for it. Like, they could have, like, finished it off. Not that I would happy to see Telltale go. But, hey, like, it, the thing that made them big is the thing they're ending with, you know? And um, I guess, like, how – I don't really know how, like, you know, I'm thinking about how, like, what's the question? How do you phrase it? What's the answers about fandom and the business side of things where it's like, we, you know, we talk about every now and again about businesses closing or we talk about – upset about these games that never happened but we never really talk about like this place that like oh this game got canceled because this, this facility closed or this company closed so we couldn't get the game. Um, we never really talk about the people side of things and Telltale is, it just feels very different. Yeah. Because of that, we're like now we're we're, we're we're talking more about hey it's like it's not like LucasArts just closed and like they canceled uh, Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Everybody's disappointed about Star Wars thirteen thirteen. No one talks about all those employees that got laid off um, or Capcom Vancouver got shut down two weeks ago and. Not a lot of people talked about them getting laid off until no. uh, this Telltale stuff happened. So it's kind of worth thing. I'm not trying to uh, sit there and say one's more important than the other, or all of a sudden we're focused. I'm not. I'm not trying to like uh, make you know make any cases here or defend anything. Uh, but is it a bad thing 
I don't I don't know really, I don't know how to phrase it, but basically, is it like is it bad to like be upset that your game the game that think about a game you love I don't know think of like a company that you love uh, and they they close down and like the game that you're looking forward to that's so close to being out is canceled are you is it a bad thing to be upset about it uh, what's the proper way to react about it like do you I don't know. I, I, I'm just having trouble trying to find the words and find the question and find the answer um, with it where it's like, I felt kind of shitty when I thought about it. Like after like, you know, I was like, like 30 seconds, I'm like, hey, we might see the end of this. This is awesome news. But then after I sat there and thought about it, I'm like, 250 people just lost their jobs and I'm like, I, I'm excited that the game that they helped create this this franchise that they didn't create, but this story that I love so much, those people don't get to see it through. And more importantly, they don't, they are not being taken care of for giving me so much joy. You know, it's like, is anything I'm saying making sense? Cause I really don't know Gables. Well, yeah, you are making sense to like, for the most part and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it is, it would be disappointing and stuff if you were looking forward to a game and it's like all of a sudden it just randomly just gets canceled and stuff. But uh, the opposite of the spectrum, I think it's more of a moderate sort of approach where, you know, you got to realize, though, that uh, the people who lost their jobs or something like that in this whole, like, horrific sort of event, you know, it's kind of like a bigger thing and more or less like in hindsight, you know, because it's like you have a company that quintessentially made a bunch of bad financial decisions and could not readily pay the employees that it had currently and try to do the, one of the most underhanded tactics possible and basically shut down the entire company and, like, leave a lot of their employees in the dark. So it's like, in that essence and stuff, it actually kind of makes me not want to play any more Telltale games, to be perfectly honest with you. Because it's like, even if, like, say, that game were to, you know, the Walking Dead Season 3, if I actually was, like, a legitimate, like, fan of playing those type of games of that series and stuff, I probably would not be tempted to even play the rest of the thing because of, like, how crappy a lot of those people, like, uh, how much crap those guys went through in order to try to get that, you know, just to get the rug just pulled out from under them and stuff like that in that regards. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just... It is just overall just a horrible situation, regardless of which. And for you to feel bad or something like that because of uh, you wanting to actually play this game, I mean, it's... You know what? It is what it is, though. It's like, I don't think you should feel bad for wanting to play a game. What we really should feel like bad for in general, though, is just like uh, hoping those people get get other... You know, get jobs pretty soon and stuff like that to help incorporate this, like, uh, this pretty much this underhanded tactic by the CEO and all the other people that were responsible for the layoffs of this telltale stuff and hopefully for the ones that sue they actually get compensated for a bunch of their like uh, you know to, because of their violation of rights in the state of California and this and that so I'm just wishing nothing but good things for the people who got laid off and stuff and I hope they find find their place soon because living in California and stuff inside that area where it's so expensive even like to fucking like go through and like having like over a thousand dollars worth of rent each month it's it's freaking crazy yeah but uh yeah that's pretty much how i feel about it sort of like a moderate sort of thing okay um like i said i've been you know i've been thinking about a lot um over the last week and a half because it's been it's been a you know, I talked about last week too, where it's it, I have some trouble that still at that point, like putting together the words and dealing with it, where it, it, it hit harder than normal, you know, uh, than other closings. Like you know, you're upset about Visceral being shut down because you love Dead Space, but Dead Space has been dead for a decade at that point when they shut down, so it yep. wasn't like something fresh. Where it's like you're sad when people losing a job, but like the thing you love them for it hasn't been around for a while. Um, you know, these guys were literally mid-season into something that you loved and something, you know, I, I've loved for seven years. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, do I definitely want to see, do I want to see the ending of Clementine? Of course. Of course I do. 
Uh, I'm not going to deny that at all. Like I would be more than happy to see that. Um, but it, it's it's just kind of like where you are, like where you said, like it, like see, episode two came out. And it's just like typically when when the new episodes come out, especially when I'm really enjoying a season, like I enjoyed episode one quite a bit. Or like, and you think like this is like the, probably the last one with that group. Like I definitely want to play this, but like like you were saying, it's like. The way they were treated and just, like, the way it's kind of come, going down. It's like, on one hand, like, I want to play it because it's the end of these guys. But it's like, it's no longer, like, they're not going to be able to finish this work, you know. Um, that's a bummer where it's like, it's going to be like when I play the game, it's going to be kind of a weird mix of emotions where I'm never going to be able to fully get sucked into it like I, I typically do with a Telltale game or like some games. Um, because the entire time I'm going to think about like those like Telltale and what happened and those employees, and um, yeah, I don't, it's just weird. And like the the Walking Dead final season has been pulled from sales; you can't buy it anymore. Yep. The, the, um, which is which probably which, which is probably the smart move to make. I think it's weird they waited until after Episode Two came out to do it. Like I, I think Episode Two came out Tuesday and Wednesday they pulled it from sales. Yep. And I said last week, and I didn't realize it until people started talking about it last week. Um, but you can't buy it ep- episodically like you always could have in every other season, um, where you had to buy the whole season or you, uh, for twenty bucks, or you didn't get them at all. Um, or typically, they would sell for five dollars a piece. Um, you know, I, I I would like to think that like, hey, do you have to pull from sales? Maybe sell them for sell those two episodes for five bucks a piece instead of you know. You, obviously, you can't sell a season pass when there's no season anymore. But sell them five bucks pop. That's ten bucks. Um, and get some money, and but like I'm like yeah, I was like, hey, get some money, and you can help those employees that you kicked to the curb, um, help them out, or uh, keep maybe keep the business going. I don't know, but like really realistically, that's probably not gonna be the case at all. Um, they're probably gonna be paying off. Hey, I told you I was gonna sneeze. <laughs> I told you it was coming. I didn't realize it was gonna be a half an hour later, but yeah, I told you it was coming. Um. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's rough. It, it, and like I said, I'm still struggling to formulate the words for it um, a week and a half later. Um, but uh, let's let's move on. I think that's actually the end of our topics this week. Wow. So, like I said, not a lot. Um, so that's the end of the topic. So let's jump into what we've been playing. What have you been playing, buddy? All right. So... When I mentioned earlier on in the podcast that I have done two things gaming-related that uh, were kind of interesting and kind of like out of the norm, it's here. One had to do with World of Warcraft, where I actually went forth, and uh, I was basically going forth earlier on this week trying to look for a specific mount for, <laughs> like, uh, it was basically, I was trying to get this turtle mount. I saw your Twitter post. It was excellent. It was hilarious. And... Here's the thing about it. For those who play World of Warcraft, or even for those who don't even know what the hell the <laughs> the game really pertains to, there are specific mounts that you have to require specific like uh, situations and like conditions in order to earn. So basically, I went forth inside of uh, the Wrath of the Lich King expansion. That's the one place that you have to be at. I forget its name now. And... Uh, I, I go to this place called the Borean Tundra, which is basically this sort of like an old, this little Antarctic-looking place and stuff with these big old like gla- like these big old like icebergs and stuff like that. Well, there's these pools of fish that you can fish in and stuff, and uh, you have to be like right by the pool of fish in order for them to go forth. And basically, what that does is you can actually go and hook on your fishing rod, like a one or two fish or something like a cast. And so I went ahead to these pools of fish. Each time they disappeared, I went to the next one. I did this for about like an hour and a half, right, up until I got the turtle mount. And what was kind of funny of that was I knew that uh, something was up as soon as, like, I posted inside of uh, my guild chat and stuff like that where it's like, Oh, hey, guys, I got my turtle mount. It took me about an hour and a half. And all of a sudden, the <laughs> next reply I get, it's like, oh, you fucking lucky. <laughs> It, what was more hilarious is uh, my friends at work, 
who do play World of Warcraft and stuff, I texted one of my friends a picture, and he literally was like, oh my god, you're such a dick. Like, what? Because <laughs> I come to find out that the catch rate is like a 0.5%, you know, to actually get that uh, turtle mount to actually pop up. You know, I had one friend that literally spent days trying to find it, and then I have like... Uh, one of my other friends, and she tried, like, for four days straight trying to fish that dang thing up and could not get it. <laughs> and so when I tell them, they're looking at me, it's like, you spent an hour and a half and you got the damn thing? I'm like, yes. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> it's just, like, just getting just angry at me. And I just have one of my friends today, and she's like, oh, if you get if you get such and such mount or something like that, no, we're not going to be friends. You know, like, just sarcastically and stuff, because she's, like, very pouty and, like, very, like, kind of, like, uh, childish when she comes to when she comes to like uh playing world of warcraft and stuff it's it's really hilarious honestly but uh that was one thing and another is i actually beat earthbound i actually did beat earthbound for (laughs) the 3ds nice that's the game i've been working on for over the past couple months but uh in in the grand scheme of things, I have been trying to play Earthbound off and on for the past 10 years. I had that game for the Super Nintendo for the longest of time. I got it off of eBay and back in 2008, like for about, six, I don't know, what was it, $80 or something like that? Before it started skyrocketing in price, before digital versions start coming out. I would go through the routine of, okay... I've played this game for like about a few hours or something like that. Okay, let's start playing something else. Then I would never go back to it. Then I'd restart it again and get a little bit further. Same thing happened. Never go back to it. I've had it downloaded on the Wii U. I tried playing a little bit of that. Just didn't go back to it. And uh, it started becoming a little bit of a trend where when I got my original Super Nintendo copy that I got off of eBay, I actually got to the point where I had just got past uh, Summers and I had to go to the next town over and stuff, and I basically got stuck on this Kraken, the Kraken boss. And uh, obviously I did not pick it back up after uh, I had failed a couple different times. And so this time this year was kind of different. It's been, like I've said before, this has been sort of a weird gaming year for me where a bunch of the games that I've played are RPGs, and that not just me playing RPGs, me actually beating a lot of RPGs. Now, a grand scheme of things, the average RPG that I may beat a year is like one or two, and all of a sudden this year is like freaking almost 12. And uh, <laughs> as you would expect, I was not expecting to go through the game Earthbound in basically a few months, because I have had it on my 3DS for a while. I had bought it. I had bought it like back around, uh, what was it, 2016 or something like that, but I hardly played it. And so basically what had happened was I've got to the final section of the game where I went through the My Sanctuary locations and I earned the last two that I needed to go through. And it's so weird because when I reach the final stretch of the game, there is this there is this situation and stuff where you have to you're literally your brain your brains and stuff like that, your party members have to be transferred into these robots because you have to go into this time machine and stuff to uh, go back in time to prevent pretty much Gygus from uh, being born to a certain extent. (laughs) And uh, what ends up happening is this final stretch of the game and stuff where you're going around, it's it's very straightforward. You're going around in in like a your robot like uh, cost not like costumes but like uh, your robot forms and stuff and beating the various enemies and then all of a sudden you face off against the final boss which is Gygus himself and what's kind of weird is you go into this cave right and it looks like it looks like something off of like alien or something like that where you're just walking around it looks like some sort of like alien like tissue or whatever and it's just like all these tracks then all of a sudden you get to the main central thing and it looks like a gigantic brain or something with like a big like uh, almost like an egg or something like right in the middle and once you step and get close enough to it it, you actually see the main character's face on the damn thing which is freaky in and of itself but the imagery inside that final boss battle as soon as you finish the first stage of the final boss is just straight out of a nightmare pretty much 
where it's like basically what looks like either a warped face or almost looks like a baby's head or something like that just randomly like going and stuff we're talking about imagery here that just freaking creeps me out to all hell because you have not only like the menacing music going though but the imagery of what your mind perceives this thing to be because inside of it it's like what happens though is once you finish the first part of the boss battle you have the the main antagonist and stuff that's been harassing you throughout the whole game like pokey is his name like the friend that you lived across from and stuff uh, in your neighborhood quintessentially has this machine or something that can turn off like uh like a turn off the like the conscience like the conscious like the consciousness or something like that of Gygus or something like that he calls it the devil machine so he turns that off and uh, basically it reinforces like Gygus is some sort of like this horrifically evil being or something like that that uh, basically is like I cannot you cannot like uh, with uh, you cannot fully understand the actual form of like the enemy in and of itself so quintessentially the it's like uh, it's supposed to be like some sort of mindless creature that just constantly goes through and consumes everything quintessentially so the first time I actually faced off against Gygus I got to the last part about it but then I started running into a problem I realized that I had made a gigantic error while I had uh, basically enough time to beat <laughs> to beat this final boss and that was, there is this one part where I actually need to use a specific command. Because if I don't use a specific command, that boss battle would drag out and I would die. And that's what led to me having to restart my entire checkpoint back before I had to go into that uh, time machine and stuff to go back to the past. And it's it's just something subtle and I I think it's because of how much I played during that day because I had I basically like called off work one day cause this week because of uh, my body being overly exhausted. I went forth and uh, there's this one command on one of my party members. It is entitled pray. Now what this does is in normal battle it has like a random effect to where it could do one of couple different things it could cause damage to the enemy it could cause damage to you it could like replenish like enemy like enemy hp or something like that it's really random but its main purpose is in that very that final stage of that battle to where you actually go forth and you can like uh request like the uh the hope or something like that of each individual like uh group of people that you've actually helped out throughout that entire game and so it kind of like creates a sense of okay it's not just you by yourselves but the help of every one of the people that you've helped and your friends along the way in order to try to combat this evil entity that uh has no conceptual like uh like ounce of like remorse or any type of mercy or something like that and so this was definitely in Kind of like a post-mortem sort of th like uh, thing here. Playing the entirety of the game of Earthbound, it was very solid in terms of its gameplay. The story actually was pretty quirky. A lot of the most memorable times I've had with the game is talking to the random NPCs and just seeing all all bunch of this crazy nonchalant crap. A lot of stuff that's based upon uh, different points in the the world and stuff was fun to watch. The enemies were super creative. And some of them were super difficult. And even it, Earthbound, had its fair share of rare drops, one of which I did end up getting. Uh, an item called the Sword of Kings, which appears on, like, a specific uh, Superstar Man in, like, one of the bases. It has, like, a 1 in 128 chance of dropping that item that's only exclusive to one of your party members. And it's to one of the party members that can only, like, uh, he can only equip, like, four items in total. And that's one of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed this game so much because of, like, how memorable the cast of characters was and the whole, like, gameplay and everything else of it. It's one of those classic games that I've always wanted to go back and try, but I never had the inkling to go forth and actually do it up until this year because everything else was set right, you know.
<laughs> I'm weird that way when it comes to games. But uh, other than that, though, that's what I have been playing for this week. And I will have things different for the next week. All right. Very cool. I'm glad you finally got that uh, monkey off your back. Oh, yeah. To quote Steve Young. Oh, yeah, to quote Steve Young. Now, <laughs> now if I can just get rid of Final Fantasy VII and fire him a path of radiance off my back, then I'll be good. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. that was Almost a trinity there. that was on my back. <laughs> the whole the Holy Trinity is now down to the Holy Duo. The Holy so. Duo. So the Holy Trinity yeah. of like the gaming backlogs for me was Earthbound, Final Fantasy VII, and Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. <laughs> yes. So yeah, we're getting there. Almost done. Um well cool, buddy. Um I played a couple games this week as well. Uh I played a little bit more of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. I'll talk more about it probably next week or something. Okay. But uh, the other game I'm playing is uh, Don't Nod's Life is Strange 2. So episode one came out on Wednesday, uh, about 12 hours late. It wasn't supposed to come out until uh, Thursday uh, and then, well, at midnight, but it actually came out at 1 p.m. on Wednesday, which was exciting. Uh, coming home, finding that out. I didn't know that was the case until I turned my PlayStation on. And episode one came out. It's called Roads. Uh, so... Quick refresher on Life is Strange. Uh, people know I absolutely adore Don't Nod, the studio, uh, and Love, Life is Strange. Love that game back in 2015. And then last year, uh, Deck Nine did a spinoff of Life is Strange called uh, Before the Storm, which I adore. Um, and was one of my favorite games of last year. Um, so this is the sequel that they announced last year that they were making. Uh, there was a prequel that happened uh, back in June called the uh, oh, Jesus the Awesome Adventures of Captain Awesome um, that tied into the main game and it kind of leaked out beforehand uh, before Life is Strange two like because we didn't, we just knew it was happening we knew it was coming in September but we didn't know anything about the game uh, but things leaked out of that prequel that kind of explained some of the things the, the characters that you would find in uh, uh, this game so anyways moving on. Uh, in this game, it is different. It's a completely different. It's a, it's in the same world as uh, Life is Strange One, uh, but this one takes place in Seattle, where uh, um, Life is Strange One took place in Arcadia Bay, which was a, f- a fake town in Washington State. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, Oregon. I'm sorry, it was in Oregon. Uh, Life is Strange One was, but um, so in this one. Uh, you play as instead of playing as Max and Chloe, you play as these two uh, teenage or one teenage boy, Sean, and his little brother, who's he's seventeen, and his little brother Daniel, who is nine. Uh, and uh, the first twenty minutes of this game, I was I had the biggest smile on my face, loving this game. Uh, Don't nod is fantastic, and I talked about this back then and again uh, before the storm. They just create an awesome world with fantastic characters realistic characters that you believe these these are real people these are real conversations that i can i've had or i could see see people having these don't feel scripted they feel natural um and in this game like you play as sean and uh the 17 year old and like you have your best friend lila and like the the starts off like you guys it's friday night you just got out of school uh you're going to go to a party you you uh you know, it's you and your brother, and then your dad live together. I don't really, we don't really know what's going on with the mom, but she's out of the picture. We don't know if she's alive or dead or not. And um, his dad, Esteban, uh, is uh, a really cool dad. Like he, he like he, he's a, he, he works on, he's a mechanic, and he's just like a fun guy. He's a nice guy. Like uh, you could tell the kids love him and adore him, and um, do everything they can to help him. And just the conversations you have with him are, he's, he's cool. He's great. And, uh, so you kind of, so with, with this game, it, it's very telltale-esque where it's a lot of, uh, you, you pick options and the, the decisions you make change the, the future of the game and the characters itself. And, uh, you have a, you have a cell phone, which was in life stage one, you have a cell phone, you have tweets, you get tweet or uh, not tweets, but you get uh, text. And you can read the you can read your text. And the first thing I did as soon as the guy started playing the game is I went back and I reread all of his old texts. You can go back to text all the way like so. The game takes place. Uh, it starts October twenty eighth, two thousand sixteen, and you can go back all the way like through September and read all his texts. That's immediately what I did. 
and uh, uh, kind of like stalked him a little bit on his text. But it was just like they do a great job building those characters to add so much more depth doing that, I think. Um, and going around, and I, I looked at everything at the house. I, I just want to know more and more about these characters. I loved it. Huge smile on faces the entire time. And um, uh, I love this. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm already in love with this game. Uh, 30, 40 minutes in. And then the big twist happens. Like, but that kind of sets it up. Like, this is all prologue stuff. Uh, you, I haven't even got to the title screen yet. Life is Strange 2 hasn't even touched my screen yet. Uh, and I had to put the game down. Like, I was so devastated with what happened. Uh, and that. I don't really want to spoil it too much, you know, because it's it's probably the first third of the game of that of this episode. But I don't want to spoil it much. But basically, um, like, the first Life is Strange, it dealt with Max, who was, like, she realized she can, like, time travel, but she can only travel back, like, a few minutes a few minutes in the past. Um, and in this case, uh, Daniel, the uh, younger brother, he has, like, some um, telekinesis, I guess, where he can move things with his mind. But he doesn't know it yet. Like, he's just, like... Something happens, an event happens, and like he he does something, and no one knows what happened. No one understands what happened. But now Sean and Daniel are on the run, and um, Sean's dealing with this terrible thing that happened, and he hasn't told Daniel yet. And uh, now you're you know, the, you're trying to get now you're in Seattle, and you're trying to get because uh, they're uh, they're they're, uh, they're Latino. And uh, his dad Esteban is from Mexico, and they have they own this land out in Mexico. And it deals; it's kind of crazy how it deals with. Um, it it doesn't; it's not afraid to go there with the politics side of things, where it's not like it's not in your face politics, but like this is right around the time, like right before, like this is late October, a few weeks before Trump was elected to office. Yeah. And there's text messages you can read, and there's like notes you can read where it's like, he's not going to win, is he? Like this really can't happen. And, like, them talking about, like, him, Sean, dealing with, like, all of a sudden now, more than ever, he's dealing with, like, uh, racism and people making comments to him and stuff like that. And uh, at one point, he, uh, in the in the, in the the game, like, he runs to a character who's, like, you're the reason why we're building the wall and stuff. And it's, like, oh, shit. This is, like, two years ago, like, as of, like, you know, where we are in real life right now. Um, it, it's just kind of crazy how it goes there. But it's not, like, so in your face. Like, it, there's comments, but it's not, like... This isn't like a political like story they're telling you. This isn't like we're, we have an agenda we're we're throwing at you. It's just it's it's a part of the of the game itself. Or like you you play these Latino um, brothers, and this is something that you you have to deal with in this in this world in uh, Trump's America. And um, but moving on, uh, so um, you know Daniel and Sean. Now you're you're on the road and you're kind of you're kind of in hiding you're trying to you're trying to keep quiet and stay out of the public eye and everything. you don't want people to notice you and you're kind of out you're, you're walking in the wilderness and uh it, it's kind of it's great because it's like you, you play as sean but you're also you're like you're trying to survive but also you want to make you want to be a good big brother and you want to make good you want to be a positive influence on him like there's things you can do in the game like you go to a gas station you can steal or you can you can do there are things you can do in the game where like if he sees you do certain things, like survival instincts kick in, but also same, like I said, at the same point, you want to you want to be a positive influence on him. So you, you struggle with that, where it's like, if it was just like if I was just playing a Sean, like oh hell yeah, I would steal all the time. I would do like survival instincts. I gotta survive. I'm gonna do all these. I gotta do what I gotta do to get by. But it's like my my, my nine year old brother can see that, can see what I'm doing, and like he doesn't fully understand what's going on. He doesn't know what's happened. Mm-hmm. Sean's not telling him anything, so he doesn't know what's happening. Um. So he see, he sees this. It's like he thinks it's okay. So like you, Sean, doing something can affect what Daniel will do later in this in the story. So like, there's a actually a thing I didn't realize that was the case or not, but there's something that you know I did. Some, I did something that wasn't a a good thing to do as a person, but as a, for survival, when that, you know I did it to for to survive, and Daniel saw that. And he did the same thing in return because he saw his big brother do it. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, and it adds a different element to it where, like, Max and Chloe were great. And I'm not going to I can't compare those two yet. Like, uh, Chloe is one of my all-time favorite characters in gaming uh, from Life of Strange 1. But, 
you know, their their aspect was different. Where it's like Max has these powers, and like, how are these gonna like affect uh, like her world and like things like that? Where it's like this, it was just like more like Max as a teenage story, like her growing, like in her discovering these powers. And this is a different story where it's like Daniel has these powers that we don't know that he has yet, or we're just now discovering he has, and also. Like, this terrible thing has happened, and now Sean has to be, like, the the fatherly influence on his his younger brother. So, it, it's definitely, it's fantastic. Um, I, I still played it with joy, uh, but I would gladly play a alternate universe version of this game where the the thing, where 45 minutes in this terrible thing has happened. And it's just a game of, the, of, of Sean living his life like a normal teenage kid because I love those characters they created so much and, and I hope some of the characters because like all of his friends and stuff he had in Seattle uh, I don't know how much they're going to be part of the story going forward because it's a story of him trying to get to Mexico and like how much like I would love more of Lila I love Lila the 10 minute scene we have with her and just reading the text messages that Sean and her exchanged love that character already um, and I would like to have more of the dad Esteban was fantastic uh, so it just sucks. Like they created these cool characters that I don't know if we're ever going to see again in this game. And it kind of sucks from that as, as standpoint. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, if you are a fan of telltale games at all, uh, this is a immediate buy. Uh, cause I said it a couple years ago and I still stand by it right now where don't nod took the telltale formula and blew past telltale. Uh, and that's not something I'm saying now. Like I said, I said it years ago. I said definitely said it last year. Um, so big, huge thumbs up. It's only episode one. We got four more to go. Uh, who knows how it'll go after that? But so far, so good. Uh, but Gables, yes. I think that's gonna wrap up the show for the week. Um, uh, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group, Junk uh, Dashers Podcast. Like and join us on there. On Twitter at Junk Pod. Uh, follow us on there. YouTube, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Subscribe to us on there. Podcast goes on there as well. Give us a like and subscribe, please. And leave us a comment as well. iTunes, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Subscribe. Five stars. Leave us a comment, please. Uh, and on twitch.tv slash Drunk Nerds Excuse me. Twitch.tv slash Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, follow us on there. And give us a give us a friend request. I uh, really appreciate it. If you, the more you do that kind of things, the more people can see us, the more uh, the, the better it does for us. We appreciate it if you did that. Uh, until next time, I was host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, have yourself a good week. And most importantly of all, listen to a fun filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables? Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.